day and night I toss and turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind I look for peace, but see I don't attain What I need for keeps, this silly game we play all right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro to Bell Tequila Studios. 87737Grind. All right, a couple of things I want to get to in these last couple segments today. I did want to kind of do um, just a quick midline report. Um, no, coming off a strong weekend in the NFL, 4-0, strong weekend in college, just taking an early look, see if we can keep the momentum going. Uh, but before we do that, um, another thing that I wanted to touch on, because I know we had Tony post on the Facebook Live saying the Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, yeah, the New York Jets. You know, I had it on the docket that Aaron Rodgers – uh, really pretty much flipped the lid on the reports about Zach Wilson refusing to become going back as the team's number one. Of course, he went on his, his buddy show, uh, Pat McAfee, yesterday um, and really just was, you know, really pissed off at these reports and saying this is crap and, you know, character assassination and all this kind of stuff. Look, man, this is, and I said it when he signed to go there. This ain't Wisconsin, man. This ain't the Cheesehead Gazette. Uh, there's a lot of New York reporters and somebody in that locker room, somebody in a mole, you know, basically leaked out some information on some conversations that was going on. That could have just, somebody could have heard Zach just say, no, nah, I don't want to go back and start. And then the, whoever report, they could report that as like Zach's refusing to go back as one. And technically, is that a lie? No, it's not. So so Aaron is just, again, I've said it before, you know, Aaron is an attention whore, period. And the, the reality is, is that um, from the whole, I'm going to come back and I'm almost ready to come back to this and this. And then all of a sudden you know, about his Achilles and then it is what well, we don't know. And if we're in contentions and then surely as this story is the, you know, people talk about this story. Then we get the news today that Zach Wilson is going to be the starter back at quarterback. Um, this is totally, I mean, the jet situation with Aaron Rodgers, would you want to say the injury or not, whatever? Yes. That's a big factor. And this is the reason why we're here, but the reality of it is it's just been a mess. It's been a feces show. And, you know, I believe Sala is going to get a pass uh, this season. Um, they're not going to make a change, a major change um, with Aaron's injury. Of course, we know Hackett is going to be okay unless they go to Aaron and be like, hey, man, we love your guy, but we got to change court. And I don't think that's going to happen because Aaron's not going to go for that. So, But this could not have gone any worse for the Jets, especially how they have handled it. Uh, the quarter, I mean, they just look dumb trotting out all these different quarterbacks here and there when we everybody except those people in the building and they know they just can't say nothing the major problem is yes the offensive line is not very good which we kind of knew that going in with Aaron Rodgers but number 2 Nathaniel Hackett is no good without Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers makes Nathaniel Hackett look like Nathaniel Hackett 
should be worthy of an offensive coordinator position. And he's really not. He's not creative. And the, the, what I see with the Jets is the same thing I saw with the Denver Broncos last year up close. Y- you can know the frauds when you can sit there. Or let, me, let me just rephrase that because that, that man's a professional. He, he's made it to that rank, so I'm not going to call him a fraud. Let me rephrase that. That's my bad. Let's just say the pretenders and, and the real good play calls and coaches. The bottom line is you can tell where the good ones and the ones that are not to that level when they cannot come up with a plan or an offensive scheme that fits with what they're working with. He did it for 17 weeks with the Denver Broncos last year as the first time year head coach, and he's doing it this year with a coordinator, as a coordinator with the New York Jets. But we're going to blame Zach Wilson. We're going to blame these other quarterbacks. They run in and out. That's just the way I see it. Um, And again, you know, I never did anticipate seeing Aaron Rodgers come back. Now, they've got the red hot Texans coming into town. Uh, Texans is a four point favorite. Um, You know, this could be one of these that I would just say Texans is a young team. It is a road team. It's a it's a very good defense that they still have the energy and want to play. And we'll figure out and we'll see how the locker room really feels about Zach Wilson, because with this narrative out here, if it's a false narrative about he denied that he didn't want to go back to the number one position, then they'll ride for him. They'll come out and take this game and give Houston all they can have. Uh, We'll see what they feel, because I believe how can the players in that locker room have confidence in Zach Wilson when the coach and the general manager and the ownership has treated Zach Wilson the way they have? These are grown men. They're they're not children. You you can't you can't sit there and tell them, uh, you know, that the uh, tooth fairy is coming for you uh, tonight. And they're going to believe it. So they've handled it wrong. And with all that said, I do feel that Robert Sala is going to get some type of pass because of the injury. 877-37-GRIND. When you look at some of these midline reports, as we look at early lines here in midweek on Wednesday, speaking of the NFL, uh, you have tomorrow's game on Thursday that kicks the week out. New England uh, is catching six points. Uh, On the road at Pittsburgh, the total, as Jonas alluded to early, is only set at 30. Um, That's a very interesting value on New England on the money line at plus 220. Um, The one thing New England, we know they they can do is play defense. And we know what the Pittsburgh is struggling with right now is offense. So, you know, who knows? Stranger things have happened. Moving on, though, some of the weekend matchups. Uh, the Rams, with Jonas just alluded to, when we talked about playoff chances, they're a touchdown underdog with Baltimore. Uh, they're going to be going on the road. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, Colts who uh, currently hold the uh, final playoff spot as we speak, they're at same line as last week. They're minus one on the road. The total is set at 44. They're going to Cincinnati. Um, the Bengals, they're fighting for their playoff lives. Uh, so are the Colts. That's a 50-50 game, in my opinion. Um, you have the Seahawks, man. Seahawks are laying a big number to the San Francisco 49ers. They're a 10.5-point underdog um, against San Fran. Um, who else we've got? Uh, as I alluded to, the Broncos are going on the road. They're a two-plus, a plus-two-and-a-half underdog on the road at L.A. The SoFi, I said it a couple segments ago, they've never won a game in SoFi yet. And um, arguably, probably the two games of the week, 
Uh, first up being Kansas City hosting Buffalo. Kansas City's only a one and a half point favorite against Buffalo. Uh, minus 125 on the money line. Um, that'll definitely be a game that I probably will study for the card. And the other game of the week, definitely the game of the week, is the Cowboys and the Eagles. And the Cowboys are minus three and a half point favorite, even money at some spots. Uh, and Philly's a plus three and a half. Um, what do you got? That afternoon, of course, you know, headlined by Seahawks and Niners and Bills and Chiefs. Gets a little bit interesting in that uh, that the slate with the Vikings against the Raiders. Tom Palacero this hour tweeting that for the first time since his hamstring in- injury in week five, Vikings all-pro wide receiver Justin Jefferson was a full participant in practice today. Uh, he's set to return Sunday at Las Vegas. Yeah, and, you know, um, it's crazy you say that because that's one of the lines um, that's not really up right now on my board. And probably I'm because seeing Vikings minus three. You, you now, that see? could shift. Like yeah. I said, that's within this hour. Okay. No, um, well, here it goes. Yeah, you're right. You're right on that. Vikings minus three. Hmm. That sounds about right. I think that's the quarterback situation. Uh, and you, they, go back they to the, uh, you go back to the playoff projections that we did. They were sitting there 46% chance. Now, that was written yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, Justin Jefferson coming back now, you almost wonder if, uh, what what kind of impact that has. I wouldn't say a whole lot, given you know what the other teams are going mm-hmm. to be doing. but It might move up to four. Well, the line, but two things. With Justin Jefferson, I can't see it moving up more than four, maybe four and a half tops. He's not worth that much. As a point, I mean, uh, when you talk about the betting world, I mean, the bottom line, that line is short because of Minnesota's quarterback situation. Um, In regards to playoffs, when you talk about him coming back, look, um, I would really have to line up these um, schedules, and and we don't have time to do that right now, but I'd have to really line up these schedules to really see, you know, who I would sit there if I would disagree with the percentage they're giving or not, because it comes down to a lot of factors and how teams are playing. You know, also, this is the time of year where you've also got to look at inclement weather. Uh, It plays a factor on what teams are going to match up in the weather. Now, the thing with Denver, they're a cold weather team, but at the end of the day, you know, they're going to finish most of their games indoors uh, for the exceptions of, uh, of course, when they host the New England Patriots um, in a couple weeks in in mile high. But keeping it moving, uh, those are just some of your early lines uh, that we'll have for the uh, found that we'll be taking a look at uh, for the foundation picks uh, Friday. Um, If you're not following me on Twitter, do that at sports grind usually tweet those out on saturday or share them on stories as well also eight seven seven three seven grind let's take a look what i did want to do though uh before we got out here let's take a look at some of our predictions pre-flop um that we did in september well actually yeah late august on some divisions and win totals um the ones that stick out to me that I know that was really botched, um, like I said, the Saints, uh, because I had them winning the division and I had them going to the NFC Championship game. Um, and it's just, you know, those two goals have not been eliminated yet, but I just don't see it. Uh, I think they got problems. But um, other than that, how did I see that division shaking out besides them winning it? Well, for for uh, where we're standing right now uh-huh. in the real world, yeah, the Falcons are on top of the division, right? At six and six, ahead of the Buccaneers at five and seven, Saints five and seven, 
and the Panthers back there at one and eleven. The looking at the NFC South, you and I both had the Saints taking the top spot. Right for Saturday, we weren't the only ones. Yeah, I get it. Now, now here's a, a shot that I wanted to see, and you had Falcons finishing second. They were oh. plus one seventy five. Uh, before the season to take the division, so the book liked them. So maybe, maybe the again, we, we're all we kind of act, we can act shocked, especially the way that things fell apart there for a minute. But they're kind of rising back up to where uh, maybe the book had them at. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what my mind thought there was with the Falcons. You know, I'm not high on Ritter. I don't think he's the answer. You know, like I had a Falcons fan tell me, like, oh, well, he was a third-round pick, so what? I was like, good point. Move on. Um, I can't think of my reason there because I know I felt that they were getting too much love and I couldn't see it. But, I'm, you know, I'm surprised that, that I actually took them pre-flop to finish ahead of the Panthers. One spot ahead of the Panthers. Yeah, you had the Panthers in third and the Bucks in fourth. Yeah, I, I, because you know, based off of how they finished with Steve Wilkes and he didn't get the job, and then thinking you got Bryce and this Frank Wright. Yeah, I, I don't know if anybody anticipated being that bad. Okay, well, wasn't too off about that division. I mean, I think the Bucks, um, Bucks are still in contentions to possibly um, win that division. Walker, I think if Saints. Oh no, yeah, the Falcons yeah. are six and six, and the yeah. Bucks and Saints are five and seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else do we got? What other division we can go take a gander at? Well, I've got um, them all ahead of me, so I think anyone um, in particular you want. I think. Um, hmm. Let's take a look at that. Uh, how did I have the East playing out? The AFC East. Yeah, the AFC East. Uh, and look, again, looking at real time right now, uh-huh. Dolphins on top nine and three, uh, Bills six and six, Jets four and eight, and the Patriots two and ten. Uh, the AFC East, you had the Dolphins, uh, oh. plus 300, uh, to take the division. Uh, the Patriots, you had second, yeah. ahead of the Jets, and then the Bills finishing last. Well, the Patriots is going to be definitely a miss. Um, they're, they're going to finish last in that division. Um, Miami, I remember, yeah, taking them first. Uh, and I had the Jets second or third? Uh, you had the Jets third ahead of the Bills. And the Bills were favored pre-flop to take the division plus 120. But I had the Bills finish second? Finishing last. I had the Bills finishing last, yeah. Um, well, they definitely not had a great season, but I don't think they'll be finishing last. That's going to be the Patriots. Um, what are, The other one I would say that comes to my mind uh, that was kind of a little bit probably off, that AFC North. Because I think I had Pittsburgh winning the division, right? You did pre-flop there yeah. plus four seventy-five uh, real time. Uh, Ravens on top nine and three. Browns and Steelers both seven and five, and the Bengals six and six. Um, the preseason prediction: uh, you did have Steelers on top, and then the Browns, Ravens, and Bengals. Uh, so you're pretty close. Yeah, and that I mean, one. Being, flop the Steelers, and, and the that Ravens. was honestly that was the mind thought. I mean, that was assuming a healthy Joe Burrow. Um, 
you know, it's interesting the mind thought of that. I just, you know, because again, futures, I've always said this futures and predicting to be, I mean, that's, they put odds on it, but to me, that is one of the hardest things for the, for the desert to handicap and set lines for and futures and stuff. And it's the hardest thing to cap, but uh, just off of straight what I felt, what went on in the off season and football moves um, in the NFC East, if I remember, you know, one I really want to take back now that you think the the run, the one that's in my craw is taking Seattle over 49ers in that West because I have I have picked the 49ers every year for the last three years because I know what they're building and I just really and that's really the the belief in film in year two on Brock Purdy and coming off an injury that's the only reason and I really thought Seattle's secondary and their defense was going to be a lot better they've hit a wall and and Geno whatever Geno did last year and offensively wise they've they've digressed as a unit um but they're, I mean, like I said, they're a 10 and a half point underdogs against San Fran this week. But I, that's because I had San Fran finishing second, right? Yeah, you were a little lost in the sauce on that one. You like you like the plus money, the plus 220 on the Seahawks to take the division. I mean, the, the Niners were minus 200. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I usually try to pick it just based off of how I really think it's going, regardless what the odds is, how, how it's really going to play out. But, yeah, that's a that's a tough one that I missed. And I had, what, the Rams finishing last? Did I have the Rams at last? Uh, we both had the Rams in third because you had the Cardinals. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll be right on that one. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix, made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spin the One and Twos. Today's show was presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose, and we have been broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND. Um, 
Oh, yes. This last segment, let's not forget that. Last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail. That is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in different flavors. And don't forget, they still got their Blazing uh, Bloody Mary Michelada mix as well, too. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. All right. So, um, as we go through... uh, the divisions there. Uh, yeah, that, that West, the 49ers, is the only one. Because I've already conceded that I just feel that I've seen enough. Any given Sunday, we all know that. But at their best, um, at least in the NFC, I don't know if there's anybody that can beat them at their best. They might not beat you down 49 to 20 or whatever the hell it is, or 40 piece like they did. They, they see those two teams again. It probably won't be that type of outcome, but I still going to take them to find a way to win it um, if they remain healthy. But a lot of things can happen. I mean, look at that. Like we just talked about that. Jacksonville went in that game trying to get a leg up. It's almost secure and have their own destiny in their hands for the number one seed. And they left out of there, depending on how long Trevor Lawrence is going to be down Captain Kurt out six to eight weeks, really much the rest of the season, regular season if that. Um, now they're in a position where they're going to be trying to hold on uh, for the division. Um, Colts, I don't think, you know, the thing about Jacksonville and the thing that sucks you, Colts fan, they swept the Colts. They got the head-to-head, so they own that tiebreaker if it comes down to that as the same record between them and the Colts. And the Texans and them are split. Uh, they They split one and one. So, um. Yeah, and, and I think in that particular division, I had Jacksonville, right? Went in that division. Yeah, we both mm-hmm. took Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. They were minus 175 to get it done. Um, But then we both had the Titans in second. Oh. And then we split on Colts and Texans. You leaned Colts for third. I leaned Texans for third. And... um. And you, okay, so you had Colts finishing last. And I had Texans finishing last. Yeah. Okay. And it's looking like neither will. <laughs> right, right. Um, Titans are just a massive disappointment. Um, but, but when you look at the overall story of the season, they did the right move in terms of moving on, preparing themselves for life after Tannehill. Because uh, it, it had to happen at some point. And getting Will Levis... Uh, 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 what the better part of three quarter or, or the better part of a half of a season of experience under his belt going into yeah. the off season? Mm-hmm. And then they needed to do something. I will tell you. Speaking of the Titans, I didn't have him on the docket, but uh, we'll bring him up. Matthew Rain is checking in and saying this show keeps receipts. Yes, we do. Uh, y'all keep y'all try to keep him on me. So yeah, we've always done that on this program. Um. The thing about the Titans, man, I first of all, yes, the Levitt's experience the experience is good. I mean, I've kind of been not pop myself on the back, but I've kind of been the black Paul Revere riding in on this one the last couple of years. I know Adam has doubted me, but I've been saying they've gone through a retool and rebuilt. Uh, there's two things. One, I still stick by and I understand it's a thin line when you talk about ownership and certain guys and jerseys and stuff and playing one. But I really think they missed the boat on Derrick Henry. There was really no reason the way we look at things now and the way things are now. And I'm not even playing money Monday quarterback because there were I was on the train. I thought he was moving along. But to sit there and miss the opportunity to get something for him, considering, you know, how your roster is, or what was on the 
horizon of what the plan was going to be because I think this was the to get Levitz injected where they did. I think it was always the plan that hey, if we're not if, if we don't have juice going early, if we don't get off to a good start, or we're struggling. We're going to Levitz at this point. So to me, I still want them to do something with Malik Willis, uh, free Malik. Uh, the other thing is I would still watch the Vrabel situation at Tennessee with his contract and whether he's going to be around or not. Um, I've been saying that, you know, you, you, you might want to look at uh, Robert Kraft, that this is going to be a situation where they are going to part ways. Speaking of Bill Belichick and Robert, who has beat the Patriots, who knows the Patriots way, uh, familiar with the terrain and what's expected, Vrabel. Uh, Robert Kraft has traded for a coach before. Um, it's a copycat league. Um, I, and, and to me, and I'm not trying to, I'm not going to salami stamp that or whatever tell you, yeah, this really could happen, but I would tell you, Doc Harris, watch for that. And the only thing I would tell you, even if that would come alight, I think Vrabel would have his own twist to it. Like, it's not, Vrabel wouldn't walk in that situation and trying to be Bill Belichick. I think no one is going to. And I think whoever gets that job, if they decide to part ways at the end of the season, that's going to be the first, I guarantee it's going to be the one of the first things in the first minute or two they talk in the press conference. I would like, hey, I am not Bill Belichick and I ain't not, because that is some tough, tough shoes to fill, regardless how bad it looks right now. What do you got? But even so, I mean, you look at the, just looking again at the bottom of the NFL standings and it's all, for the large part, outside of New York with Dable. It's all defensive head coaches. Would you really trade for a defensive head coach, even one that knows the system? The times are changing. Well, I think um, if he's as good as Vrabel, I think you could think of that. Um, you know, because I think Vrabel... You, you, Vrabel's you, one of those down there, though. What do you mean? In terms of the the bottom ten, of, or the, you know, picking top ten in this year's draft. Vrabel can win, uh, Jonas. Vrabel's a good coach, man. I mean, this dude's gone to AFC Championship games or whatever. I mean, every, you're going to have a down season, man. I mean, Peyton Manning had an off season. Andrew Luck had a down season. I bet you if you go back and do research, Joe Montana had a bad. That, the, the, there would be a lot of teams that would line up to get Coach Vrabel. Um, he's not going to be judged by one off season. I think, yes, there's a possibility that if Kraft – and this is all a big if – if Kraft, I do believe, and, and I'll tell you right now, if Rabel was a free agent, hell yeah, he'd get interviewed for that job. Because I think, for one, it's going to be a different way that he goes in and it's not going to be trying to duplicate the, the 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 Bill Belichick way, even though he was brought up in it. Vrabel is a good coach. He just doesn't have – he was not on the same page with his GM for the most part. That's obvious. And I just think this has a situation with a talent situation and getting a quarterback. Vrabel could build any program. Because I think, yeah, so the answer to your question, yeah, you trading for that. I mean, they haven't given him a contract offer. If I'm not mistaken, Vrabel's like in his last year of his contract or next year might be his last year. You haven't heard anything about contract talks extension. They could come tomorrow. I mean, they could give an extension of the thing. But at the end of the day, Vrabel's one of those coaches that if they just if Tennessee decide to part ways, Vrabel would be unemployed for maybe a week or two. If he still wanted to coach, he's a good coach. Um I mean, I, and I think he's a good eye for talent, too, and, and defense and the type of culture and the type of team that he built with Tennessee. It was just time for them to retool and rebuild. But he got all he could, I believe, out of Derrick Henry. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I would tell you, I would sit there and say to watch for that. 
when it comes to Bill, I, I would just sit there and, you know, because, again, um, I don't know what Bill's contract situation is. I don't know if he's currently in it. I don't know if, you know, maybe Robert Kraft would say, instead of firing you apart in ways, let me get something for you. Let me see if I can trade, you know, if somebody out there wants to trade for you. But I think if I'm a GM on an owner, I'm sitting back and if radio guy could figure that out, I'm pretty sure the billionaires could figure it out and the GMs and the millionaires to sit there and say, uh, we think they're headed for a divorce anyway. Why do we want to trade for them? You know, and I've said this before, watch that giant situation as well with Bill Belichick. I know Brian Dable just won coach of the year last year. If Bill wanted that job, the where he's at with that family, the Mara family, he will have that in a heartbeat. And that's always been one of his dream jobs, from what I've heard. And they're going to get a top pick. And he could go back and try to do it again, you know, get a court. Now, the question is, before we move on from him, one of the questions would be with Bill, even his next venture, based off of you've seen the last few years, because we can talk about the six titles as a head coach and two of them as a defensive coordinator of the Giants, but it's what have you done for me lately? And you got to wonder, and this is something that will we'll play out if he decides to part ways New England, is the next, if he decides to still want to coach, what a lot of people believe he wants to shoot a record, I've said that a few times in these airways before, but I do feel that if you are a new ownership or you're a new GM, are you willing to give him control of a full roster? Think about that. Are, are you hiring Bill Belichick off of what you've seen and what we've all witnessed in the last seven years or so, six to seven years? Uh, well, I would, really in the last four to five, it's, I would say there, it's safe. Would you sit there and say, hey, we want you as a coach to build the culture, to turn this into a winning culture, but we need you to hire a GM or we want you to hire that. That is something that I that's going to be very intriguing to find out, because I've already told you the easiest way of Kraft wants to part ways, let's say he's telling his girlfriend, his wife, every night, like, hey, man, I'm just waiting for this guy to tell me he's ready to walk, ready to walk. If that and he's not, but Robert wants to speed it up. All Robert has to do is say, hey, Bill, we want you to stay on. We love you, but we, we want you to hire a football operations president and GM. Bill say deuces. But the question is, when Bill goes out there, if he still wants to coach, are you going to find some other organization to do it for you? The only one right now that I would probably say I, I, there's probably two. I would say probably the commanders, and I would probably say the Giants if that comes available. Why not the Patriots? Why well, why why wouldn't there be a like if you have to go play if, if you're Bill and you have to go uh, head you know be coach underneath the GM? Why not just allow Robert to go find his guy? Because I'm not. Because you're going to have a top. No, pick. because it's like you know. Um, what can I compare this to? And your defense is still balling. Um, like that's one side of the ball you don't have to rebuild. I'm trying to think. What can I compare this to? Like athletes. Let me just the best comparison. I was trying to go the relationship with not, but let's just stick with the athletes and NBA players especially. I'll take if if, if I feel disrespected. Or if I feel unappreciated, and trust me, the way the media has treated Bill Belichick this year, which they've been waiting for pitchforks for decades because he just rubs people the wrong way, you know, um, they're loving this and they're waiting with pitchforks. Um, and he's getting treated for it, which I'm not feeling sorry for him. It is what it is. That's what we do in society in America. We build you, we kick you when you're down. And if you're one of the greats, we want to pick at you and find flaws. If I feel disrespected, 
I'm not, I'll go take, like a, like an NBA player, I'll take less money to go play over here. I ain't going to take less money from an organization that drafted me and groomed me, and now I'm balling or I've accomplished all this. Now you want to shortchange me or you want to do that? That's why. He, he could, t- I could, t- without a doubt, I would see him and I would put money on that. He would, he would, if he wants, if he really wants the Shula record that bad, because there's two things. I could see him taking a year off. At this stage of his his life and his age, I could take see him taking a year off, get rejuvenated, and then come back in 2025 season. But if he wants to continue, and it's really about the Shula record, I could see Bill under the right circumstances, whether it be the Giants or can maybe eat a little cheese. Like, okay, I, you know, I've got control, but let me pick the GM or whatever. I could see that. I could see him doing that. Patriots, I don't see him doing that. You're going backwards. When you go somewhere else, at least you're starting new. I'm not going to build this with the Patriots and do this. And all of a sudden you trusted me then before we had proof. I've got proof. Yeah, we had some lean years in the last few years. But go look at what we've accomplished, whether it's Tom or not. I, I, I Tom didn't get up on and draw the model up. Do your job. Tom didn't do that. I did. Why the hell am I going to take, you know, basically, uh, you know, less control here? No. Athletes do it all the time. Take less money because it's like, I'll take less money just to get out of here to go here. No. 877-37-GRIND. Um, real quick before we leave, because I know we got started on this with checking the division. So we went over pretty much the ones I want to think about. What about our totals? Do you have that, uh, Mr. Statman data that keeps the receipts for us here on this show? Do you have the win totals and the over-unders? Um well, it was only you that did the over on. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, but where did I take? What, where, where did I, what did I take on? Because you took the. What did I take on the Texans? Because when they four and a half pre flop, uh, Texans were six and a half. Pre-flop six and a damn, and that's still a, that's still a lot. They gave them. I thought for sure they were one of them teams down four and a half, five, and you took over right. I, again, I didn't make. Oh, over-unders. that's right, that's right. But you you said they would be pretty bad. You probably would have took the over. I um, had them finishing better in the division. Yeah, yeah, you probably took the over. Uh, but you took um, the under on six and a half. Um, give me that win total on Green Bay. That was I knew I took the Detroit Lions to win the North, and I took the win total over on them. But what was that total on Green Bay? Yeah, the Lions were nine and a half, and you took the over, uh, which was valued at minus one twenty at the time. Uh, Packers uh, seven and a half. You took the under at plus 115. I'm going to be wrong on that one. You have a winning ticket if you took seven and a half. You go look at their schedule. I mean, Detroit better not leak too much oil down the stretch um, because Green Bay's schedule is very fable that they might win out going into the regular season and grab one of them wild card spots in the NFC. Um, What? Go ahead. Well, you might be able to cash that Chiefs 11 and a half under. We'll see. Uh, that was valued at plus 115. Yeah. Um, they sitting at eight right now. And that was 11 and a half? 11 and a half. The hook could get me. The hook could save me. Um, I could still see them possibly getting 11 and a half. I just knew that they're off season and what was going on. I know I was called a Chiefs hater from... Kansas City Rob. Well, oh, Russ did this the last year. You did it. No, man. They acted like they hadn't been there before. I mean, from the parade to all the other stuff, and little alone we get into the season, and they want to, and then Kelsey want to sprinkle a little pepper of Taylor Swift on it. Um, this is a 50-50 game this Sunday. 
I mean, Buffalo's coming in. They're a wounded duck. Uh, the scene of the crime last time, I guess, allegedly, I never bought into it because I'm not a prisoner of the moment. The best AFC championship game we ever seen. I don't think so. You're old enough to see the drive? That was for our AFC title. Um, the hook is going to make a winner. That's going to be a cash ticket. Because uh, at best case scenario, they, they land at 11. But I don't know if they can get to 11. Because if you, if you lose Buffalo this week, now you've lost two in a row again. I mean, if you go back, you, then you start to end up like, damn, next thing you know, you never, you know, you know, equate this with the Chiefs. But next thing you start thinking, oh, damn, they've lost three out of the last five, four or five. If they lose at Buffalo... And who else they still got on the horizon uh, in Kansas Because they have another one that I think is one of those that could be interesting. Uh, they've got the Bills next, and then the Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers. Bengals and Chargers will be 50-50 games. Uh, and I'll say that even as a backup with Joe Burrow. Um, that's just something about the defense. Styles make fights, and even defense, that's just a bad matchup for Kansas City. Those two games are 50-50. So, to me, out of their games they've got remaining, based off of what I'm seeing, they've got three games that are 50-50, starting with this weekend with the Buffalo Bills. Um, yeah, but it should be – it's going to be a monster finish uh, in December for the NFL uh, when we talk about seeding in the AFC – um, and then I mean, this is the stuff that NBA and other sports dream about getting like they try to duplicate it, but you can't. There's no, you know, made for an in season tournament to kind of, you know, take it. No, this is natural, organic National Football League. Everybody, for the most part, and the AFC majority of chunk of teams are still in the hunt and divisions, I think, for the most part. um, I would tell you the AFC East is really probably going to be the only division I think that's going to be decided uh, before week before we get to week 17 or 16. The rest of them are going to come down to the last couple of weeks of the season, in my opinion. We'll see. All right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in Denver in the Mile High City, people up in Tyler, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you at the snooze button before you're out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. 
double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 